Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. This is the Sinner and the Saint. Here's former and modeling prodigy, Luke Anderson. Spectacle Drifter, Will Duckins, on 1080 The Fan. Well, hi, hi, kids. Oh, what is it? What does Luke say? That would have been Luke saying, yeah. hey, kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, He's, you yeah. guys have the best open, though, for sure. You think so? Oh, absolutely. We try to add in everything that everyone wants, which is animals, explosions, and uh, anime. Did they say, what was the intro say? You're a drifter? Uh, Bespectacled drifter. And then uh, Luke is supposed to be uh, a hand model, apparently, which is complete BS because if you've ever felt that guy's hands, they're clammy. <laughs> they're disgusting. Yeah, they look kind of ugly, huh? Well, it's not ugly. It's oh. They look fine. It's just when you touch them and he touches you, it's unsettling. Yeah, I definitely keep my distance from him, so I don't really know. Yeah, well, we're keeping our distance from him here. Uh, Will Darkins uh, doing this show today with Mr. Marcus Greaves. It is a uh, what you would call an all-beavers edition of Sinner and the Saint, I think. Is that the case? Yeah. It's a, you know, this might just be a regular thing now. Well, it will be. This is our final week end of no real significant college football, unless, of course, you are a Hawaii Warriors fan. I apologize, and I also ask, why the hell are you listening to this? Uh, but college football doesn't start for another week. That's when the Beavs and the Ducks kick off and really all the major top 25 teams. So this is kind of our interim week of, hey, what should we talk about? Yeah, you know, uh, we started off right with talking about clammy hands. We did. Yeah. What else? Which can be a problem. You know, I don't really get clammy hands, though. You don't? Not really. Do you get dry hands? Oh, yeah. They get now, ashy. Oh, you get ashy hands? Ashy. I've never experienced ashy hands. Well, you're one of the lucky ones, then. Well, I guess so. Anyways. I don't know. You look at these hands, though. I got calluses on the inside of them. I do, too, man. I kind of got ugly hands. Well, you know, you when I was them? doing, you know, the senior day that they have for uh, for uh, football seniors, obviously. And yeah, they yeah. Take, yeah, they take all your Just to know, Marcus down. is a former Oregon State Beaver linebacker. Running back. Come Running on, back, man. linebacker. Linebacker. I do look like a linebacker. You were a two-way guy, right? Sure. I should be. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I was probably the best player out there. Yeah, no, you were. I yeah. remember you. First-round draft pick. Yeah. Just chose to uh, hop on the radio station instead. Yeah, well, you followed your dreams. Yes, absolutely. Not, not the God-given talent that would have made you more money. Right. Your dreams. Yeah, follow your dreams. 
and as long as you're happy doing it, right? You and me both, man. See, I could have been in the league after. I, I played too. I, I was a fullback. I was really good uh, until, you know, like two years after I was done, fullbacks were faded out because the league said, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have a position that's dedicated to just lowering your head and concussing yourself on every single play. I really like the way that you described your mentality when you played. That was it. Oh, no. the mentality. <laughs> so, so when you play in college football, for me at least, it was about having absolutely no fear whatsoever. I, I would say that there was 85% of the guys I went up against, whether it was like Tank Carter at TCU, uh, Brian Cushing uh, one time at USC, like the guys you go up against, 80% of them could out physical me every single time. But the fact of the matter was, I did not give an S about my body or what was going on. The only thing I knew was the harder I hit people, the more I would stay on the field. Now, that came back to bite me because my knees are glass. Yeah. Oh, mine too. Yeah. But I was a pretty boy when I played. Not pretty boy when I played. I should, I should, let me rephrase that. What does that mean? Finesse. Ooh. I'm not just going to run in and, and smash somebody because, you know, to be honest, I didn't really want to do that. My mom tells me I have a pretty face and I want to keep it that way. You're kind of hot. I appreciate that. I don't know about, I don't know. You got to shave that beard though. You think so? I'm not into it. Dang. Some women might be. You and know, I've heard you're into women, so. Yeah. What was my name? What was, I'm trying to think of what my name was when I interned. I was the hot intern. That's what I was. Oh, right. Yeah. So we have a saleswoman here uh, named Sierra who has sexually harassed uh, Marcus. Sierra? Many times. Yeah. Oh, see, you don't even know this. We have a saleswoman who who talks about you in pretty salacious ways. Now, she is married and has a kid. Right. Um. Well, well, that's probably a bad thing. But um, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she talks about you quite a lot. I'll take it as a compliment. Uh, the show today, like we kind of stated from the very beginning, this is the weekend before college football kicks off. And, you know, then we have even one more week of, uh, preseason NFL action. And so we kind of have to sit here and do the whole speculative thing, but we'll try to kind of break it up. Uh, nine 15 coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about urban Meyer and, um, how he just blew it in his press conference. And then even the statement afterwards kind of blew it horrible. Horrible. Uh, 9.30 fantasy football outlook. Uh, we had our fantasy football draft presented by Dirt and Sprague at Big Al's this past weekend. Or actually, I'm sorry, it was this past week. It's awesome. Uh, we made some pretty awesome picks. But then there was also some what we call impulse picks, the ones where you think uh, it's a really good idea and you're just going to shove it in everyone's face in another month, and it's really not. Uh, so we'll look at that. Good receivables at 9.45. Then in the second hour, we're going to have one of our P1s come into the studio because – Hey, why not? It's the week before football. Uh, Ryan's going to come in, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, Ducks and Beeves outlook. Uh, look around the NFL a little bit. Uh, salacious story whip, whip around. And then uh, there was a story that came out on ESPN about the mental health of, um, of NBA players. And it kind of revolved around the idea of just mental health of athletes everywhere. And so I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit. But anyway... That's yeah, a good idea. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do all that. Let's do all that. Coming up now. Oh, crap. See, we have more time. Oh, so uh, what's uh, so so what's what, what's what's your plan here with uh, having to have the ducks on air? Because we got the ducks on air here and you and I are both beeves and we have to kind of like hold our breath about it. And I was talking to you earlier in the week about a show idea that we had. Do you remember this? Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Okay. So my idea for a show for a Beavs show is that we have a 
Oregon State Beavers Roundtable. And every episode, we just talk about the time we beat USC. Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, right? Let's erase the fact that I was a part of like a 1-11 season. Right. Let's erase yes. the fact that I was a part of a 2-10 and 10 season. Mm-hmm. We should just talk about the times that we beat USC. Well, and see, all you'd have to do is just separate it into the quarters, right? Yeah. So we beat them three times in recent memory. One of them, I think, was in 03. There was another one that I was a part of in, uh, well, actually, I was part of two of them that was in uh, 08 or 09. It was 09. And uh, then there was another one, I think, in 2010, right? Yeah. So all you have to do is break that up. You could get 12 solid episodes just going quarter by quarter in all of those games and then tease ahead. You know, we might as well just do play by play. <laughs> because if we want to stretch this thing out and make it last all season long. <laughs> play by play for an hour. Oh, absolutely. We get this play. We break it down. We say why Oregon State beat USC. Yeah. And we just keep talking about how we beat USC. Coming up next week. We get to the two-minute mark. We get to the two-minute mark and that uh, one-yard rush. Yes, that one-yard rush that meant quite a bit. Um, you think that'd be a good idea? I think it'd be a great idea. I, I think mean, would listen to that. Here's the sad part about that idea. Yes, it would work. <laughs> it literally would work because I I genuinely believe that Beaver fans, and I'm even taking this from an outside perspective, somebody who isn't on air. I'd listen to that. I'd listen to that, of course, because I'd have to relive the glory days of what. Oregon State football was and so we're looking now at Jonathan Smith right kind of taking the helm from what you obviously experienced you played under Gary Anderson I mean yes. you knew the the kind of culture there and the attitude it it, it kind of didn't fit right it didn't fit at all like not even not even a little bit and you could tell it was it was just weird because you could tell something was off about it and you couldn't really pinpoint it but you know just pre-game stuff post-game stuff like practice during the whole season it just fell off it didn't feel like my first season with coach Riley yeah did um so what about the feeling after the um after the uh civil war win i i mean did it did it was there a was there a change at all or or did it just kind of stay the same and that was just one kind of you know shining moment and then after that it was kind of forgotten that was kind of how how we looked at it you know we were excited that we beat the ducks we thought we were we finally obviously got past this slump that Oregon State's been in. But then after that, we went right back to, obviously, you know, workouts and everything like that, and it felt exactly the same. You know, it just, it just didn't, like, you think it would pro- it would launch you into a whole different mindset. You'd be super excited. You'd want, obviously, to get back on the field as quick as possible. But I don't know, man. They burnt out a lot of us guys. Yeah. Yeah, like big time. Like workout-wise? No, because the workout, like, I think the, the strength coaches were great. I loved the strength coaches. And... It was just the coaching staff, man. I don't know what it was about him. Yeah. I just, did, I mean, maybe it was just me. Well, actually, I know for a fact it wasn't just me. I'm just trying to be kind of nice. But I just know it didn't click, and it, it wasn't a good fit at all. And, like, their whole outlook on Oregon State was way different because I'm pretty sure I've heard him say a couple times that, like, yeah, Corvallis sucks. And if you're going to coach there, like, don't get me wrong, I know Corvallis isn't the funnest place in the world. But, like, come on, man. Like, you got to enjoy it at least a little bit. Which is complete BS because I had a blast. Yeah, I had a blast. I had the time of my life in Corvallis. Didn't you lose a tooth there? Uh, I did lose a tooth. Well, no, now that was after my playing days. So I went to one of the games uh, that we won, uh, one of the times we beat Cal for no reason. And uh, uh, afterwards, I I was uh, – I had this tendency or I did have this tendency when I like to get really drunk. I like to run. I, I was really into just running. And uh, it caused a problem really in college, too, because I'd go to the club and uh, I'd dance my fanny off and I'd drink really heavily. 
And then just out of nowhere, very inconspicuously, I, I would uh, leave the club and then I would just go for a run. And it wouldn't really be anywhere in particular, but I would just kind of be laughing and running and <laughs> it was kind of a joyous thing. But then uh, after one of the games I did that, I started to run again and I tripped and I curb stomped myself Gosh. and my tooth just shat or my two front teeth just shattered. And oh that was uh, moment one of, oh, maybe you I shouldn't drink. Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't drink. <laughs> you have a picture of that? I need to see that. I bet I do. I I know I have a picture of me with my fake teeth in, my first fake teeth, which made me look like a rabbit. Like, they were just really, really plastic and huge, and I looked like Austin Powers. So what advice would you give to people then? Um, if you're not good at drinking, stop. <laughs> you can be good. It's like a <laughs> skill. Yeah, I wasn't very good at drinking. I sucked at it. Yeah, dude, I did I, too, actually. Oh, yeah, dude. I I, uh, I couldn't handle myself very well. Um, so. Wow. There that's you go. Good, that's a good story. I don't think I have any drunk stories like that. But uh, Yeah, because you're good at drinking. No. Yes, you are. You haven't shattered your teeth. Have that's, you got a DUI yet? No. Okay. So you're still really good. Yeah. What uh, about um, gotten anybody pregnant yet? No. Goodness, Will. Man, you, you sound like you're really good at drinking. And you are. Well, if that's if that's Dude, you are thing all the pro drinking. Then, okay, then yeah. Hold on, we got it. What about a bar fight? You ever gotten a bar fight? Uh, I wouldn't say fight. Serious bar fight. I mean fisticuffs. No. Okay, so now what? You're almost legendary at this point. <laughs> I'm almost first round draft pick. Have uh, Have you ever, after a night of drinking, gone to Cadoba or a really crappy Mexican restaurant, ate a huge meal, and then threw up a little bit afterwards? Uh. I haven't thrown up, but I ate. I remember one time I ate three burritos somehow. Dude. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Dude, like I'm interviewing Any, a legend right anyone now. Anyone who's ever had those burritos will understand that three is way too much. Yeah, it's way too much, and you still didn't throw up. I gotta tell you, Marcus. I think you found your other calling. You know, drinking. Forget the time. NFL. Forget radio. <laughs> I'm about to just be like a like. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a professional drinker. Can you do that? Yeah, you can. A lot of people do. Is there it. like a league? Yeah. So if you go down to Corvallis, there's a little place called uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Peacock, right? You remember yeah. Peacock? Yeah. Uh, you can see some professional drinkers down there, like noon on a Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> sitting outside with their uh, with their burners. Yeah. Puff, you know, puff, and flick. You think I'm just gonna? I think I'm just gonna tell uh, Jeff. I'm sorry, man. I appreciate the offer for Boss the job. Boss man, yeah. I'm just gonna let him know. Yeah. You know, I just have a different calling. Yeah, I uh you'd say to him, "Hey, you know, I've lived to the ripe age of 23." 23. <laughs> Will, come on, man. My birthday was the other day. I was hoping that you were going to know. I've lived to the ripe age of 23 and I feel like I've accomplished all I can. I think I'm going to become a bar fly. I'm just going to go to the Peacock. Uh, I'm going to start smoking and drinking and um Yeah, that'll be my career. And then I'll shave the beard and just leave the mustache. Oh. Now yeah. you're adding the creepy factor in. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, so it's going to be a lot more of this uh, coming up here in the first hour. But coming up next, Urban Meyer made an apology for the whole uh, sexual harassment kerfuffle that he pretty much covered up, at least to the media. But the question now is, is he really that sincere about it? It's an all beeves edition with Will Darkins and Marcus Greaves here on the Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fame. No, Luke Anderson. He's gone on a family vacation. I actually don't remember where. 
Yeah, he told me. I forgot too. Yeah. Some, and that's somewhere weird. Something yeah. Like camping or something. Well, and it's it's no uh, ill speak of him. Uh, I try to listen. It's just I forget most things. Yeah, I yeah. They kind of just blow right through my head. Yeah. Well, and I like to also blame it on football a lot of the time. Yeah. Do you do, you do that a lot? Like uh-huh. you'll forget oh, things. Absolutely. Yeah, that are pretty important, and then people are like, "Well, what the hell's wrong with you? I didn't remember." And I go, "Oh, well, I played football in college, so you." Yeah. yeah, man, I look back and the amount of times that I just went head to head with somebody was just yeah, it was too much. It's really frightening. It was terrible. Um, look at us now; we made it. Yeah, but we're fine. Yeah, I think we got night, like a nice little radio show. Well, not me, but you got a nice little radio show. Well, Marcus, you're actually going to be in here for the Center in the Saint tailgate show. So, as everybody knows, at least people who have listened for more than a year. All right, around this time, Center and Saint turns into the Center and Saint tailgate show where we basically do previews for college football. But since this year, it is uh, 1080 The Fan is the new home of the Oregon Ducks. We're going to be extra ducky, but we also got Marcus in the studio. So Marcus is going to be coming around in the second hour of every show, giving us a breakdown of some of the games, maybe even giving us the beaver side of things. So Yeah, man, I'm excited it's gonna for It's going to be it. a good addition, man. Yeah. Good addition. Me, you, and Luke? Mm. hmm Wow, that's going to be weird. If he's not S-canned after this. Right, yeah. Uh, so fantasy draft, dirt and Sprague's fantasy football draft happened this past Wednesday. I don't know if everybody else out there has done their fantasy drafts yet. We still got a little bit of time before the NFL season starts, but, uh, it relates to our poll question today at center St. 1080 on Twitter. Uh, get on there and vote on this The question is who was your adrenaline slash spicy fantasy pick? Uh, now that's kind of like an impulse pick the one that you basically say hey i think he's gonna be really good and when he is really good i'm gonna rub it into everybody's face yeah it's your spite pick well mine we just talked about this i did say it was tyro williams because i was biased and he used to be my teammate when i played at western oregon Mm. but i changed my mind now that we talked about it it was dak prescott and the only reason why i picked him was like he kind of looks like me yeah he kind of does except you have better teeth i appreciate that and really if you do look at pictures of dak prescott it's astounding that he hasn't fixed his teeth yet I, i don't get it why people who get famous and get a lot of money don't fix their teeth like first thing you know what yeah. I mean like even uh, like I'd like to think I have okay teeth they're fine they're normal but like if I'm gonna get a lot of money all at once dude that's the first thing I'm doing I'm putting I'm putting freaking uh you know globes in my mouth like I I want that thing to reflect yeah like when it's August I want people to wear sunglasses around me because it's just shining off yeah you should just get a grill man well not a grill just nice teeth well you should just get a grill I think you could pull it off I can't get a grill why I'm, because grills are for hardcore bros. I'm not hardcore. Are you sure? You're pretty hardcore, man. Well, let me just tell you something. I drive a Prius to work every morning, Ooh. so I, that should be your answer. Well, I, I don't <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, mind. See, don't right? Yeah, see, right? Yeah. Now you're taking me seriously. So some of the picks we had for that, uh, 12% of you said Des Bryant, who, by the way, he doesn't have a team yet, um, and admittedly i actually picked him uh 20 of you said adrian peterson and if you actually looked uh at or you watched any preseason football last night uh ap had an all right game i know it was only 56 yards rushing and no scores but a lot of the runs he had were pretty awesome so i think he set himself up in a pretty good situation where uh darius geis is injured and he kind of is getting opportunities 24 percent of you said greg zerline surprisingly he is the kicker uh for the rams and then 44% of you said Jimmy G, who is another guy that I picked out of kind of pure Jimmy spiciness. Jimmy G's a good pick. 
You think so? Yeah, 100%. It's one of those things where, like, he had that incredible run in the last five games of last season, and you kind of just have to base it off of that, Yeah, I guess. Well, when he played for the Patriots, he was good, too. He was, and yeah. he had the, he kind of got um, kind of got hosed in the fact that he got hurt, and then Jacoby Brissett came in for him, and then Jacoby Brissett played well, and so then you kind of had this whole thing of well, is it just Bill Belichick that's making these players play well? But uh, you know, I, I think with fantasy picks for the most part, Jimmy G is one of those guys where you have to kind of hope that the division as a whole won't be very good. You know, yeah. like he's going to be able to actually beat the Rams. Oh, he won't. You don't That's, think so? No. The Rams are too good, man. We were talking about this. They're they're just on a whole different level right now. They have I think they have the better players. They have I think it's the culture too that's big. They just they're just they're young and hip, man. Yeah. They, un- they understand the Sean McVay. Yeah, he understands. Um five five three zero five is the better you today text line. Text us in some of your hot spicy picks if you guys have had your fantasy drafts already or if in fact that you are in our fantasy draft let us know what were your picks um for me another guy was and everybody kind of scoffing at me for this but I drafted Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G well which isn't bad man like you said you could use J- either one of them as you know a little trade bait and see that's what I was saying but everybody goes well you wasted a pick because now nobody's going to want to – I mean, what are you going to do if one of them scores a huge amount of points and then you got to sit the other one? I was like, that's fine. I'll just wait till week three when someone gets hurt and i got to trade him. Yeah, I don't know, man. My team – I was feeling really confident with my team because I was in front of a bunch of people until, yeah. you know, I had to kind of talk them up. But when I look at him, man, I don't know. I think I made the wrong decision. We'll I mean, go I through it. Let's see. Picked up Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's bad. He had he did pretty good. He's pretty decent. Well, that's when you're supposed to give me some reassurance. Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Eh. Okay, I got Christian McCaffrey. That's a that's a now see that's a spicy pick. That's a spicy one. I kind of think that's spicy because I I know he had pretty good production last year, but and I always he's the number go, one guy now. I always go about kind of the running back model, which is if they had a really great year, don't pick them the next year, and yeah. that's that's hard to but do. He had an all right year, so now he, maybe he's set up to have a great year. Yeah, he's set up to have one of those Todd Gurley years. Then I got Sony Michelle mm. from the Patriots. That's right. It's all right. I got B. Cooks, super biased, but I had to do it. Dude, not a bad pick, too. And that guy's getting paid buco bilfos. Yeah. He, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is kind of a weird guy, though. He's really nice. But have you have you ever heard the stories of what he used to do before games? No. I remember. He, he used to paint his toenails the color of the team that they were playing. And I never witnessed it. But I remember Storm and, like, a bunch of guys would tell me that that's exactly what he did. What? Like, he, he would paint his toenails. Say they're playing the Ducks, he, they'd be green and yellow. <laughs> Is that weird or what? <laughs> I never seen it, but wait, that's wait, what he I He wouldn't heard. do it in the locker room? I don't know. He would just paint them? I think so. I that's know. hardcore. But look, bro, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I think you have to be a little weird to make it to the NFL or make it professional in any sport. Yeah. You have to be. Well, but... Painting your toe. I mean, how did he get into that? Usually superstitions come from yeah, like like know, cause and effect, right? Like yeah. I've had superstitions where like I remember in college I had the thing where I did the Randy Moss gloves on my face mask. Yeah. I remember I did it one time and we won. And so then I just said, oh, okay, after that, I'm just going to do it every single time. That's yeah. a little superstition. But where does that begin where you paint your toenails the opposite team's color and uh, Maybe he just pissed him off all week, made him think about him more. Started questioning his gender identity. Said, I'm going to paint these things. I'll show him. Well, here's the thing. 
if he did that and he put up the numbers that he did, you can do whatever you want, honestly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. Go do right. whatever you want. You're killing it. And he's getting buco bucks, as you say now. Yeah, dude. Um, and then there was a guy. Actually, I remember this like three or four years ago. There was some MMA fighter who was painting his toenails and his nails black. And he did it to like for some intimidation thing. And I remember a bunch of media outlets uh, grappled onto it and were like, hey, he's sending the wrong message to men that you if you're going to be ultra macho, be ultra macho. Don't paint your nails and do it. And I was like, what, what kind of confusing message is that? I don't understand, man. Yeah. But if he's an MMA fighter, one, he could probably beat me up. So I'm going to go ahead and not yeah, smack to him. Yeah. And then with Cooks. He's obviously in the NFL making buco bucks, probably going to be a starting receiver, so I'm not going to talk bad about him either. Yeah. By all means, I might just start. See, here's the thing. Look at all this success with people painting their toenails. As soon as I leave this studio, I'm going to go home and paint my toenails. It's not a bad idea. Now you have to decide on the color. I know. Yeah. I need somebody. Maybe this this fan who's coming in, I'll I'll, uh, I'll ask him. Some hot pink. Uh, I drank the Kool-Aid early, and... Drafted Adrian Peterson. I did it. I did it because my first pick at running back was so bad. I just thought, well, I can't go anywhere up. From, I, I can't go anywhere but up from here. And I, I drafted Joe Mixon. And the only reason I did that was because any other meaningful running back was kind of off the board at that point. And I said, well, screw it. I'll kind of take a chance. And then I immediately had regret right after it. And then I go, okay, well, it can't get any worse than that, right? And so then I go, yeah, let's just do it. I'm going to draft Adrian Peterson for no reason. And then I did, and I go, God, that really wasn't a very good pick either. Yeah. Well, when <laughs> you win something, you lose some, Will. And then I'd pick Nick Chubb for no reason, too. I think Nick Chubb won't be bad. He won't be good. He, he kinda, won't be bad. You kind of have to hope that, like, they'll just be terrible at quarterback and rely on Chubb to, you know. I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be terrible, though. Well, I mean, this is your team, right? The Browns? It's one. Okay, me and Sprague had this talk. I like a handful of teams, and they're all bad. So, yeah, I, I guess whichever one is better out of the worst ones. Did I they like happen the, to be bad, or did you do that thing where, like, they were bad, and you go, I'm going to hitch my wagon onto this, and let's see what happens? Uh, No, I've, I kind of just – I think I've always just liked bad teams, man. Like, I've just – like, the L category is just something that I guess I'm familiar with. Yeah. Because I like – you know, I like the Bills – like Cleveland, like the Giants. Oh, well, Giants not too bad. Not too bad. You got some Super Bowls in your lifetime. And then I do like the Raiders, but I don't like Derek Carr, so I'm just not even gonna. I'm not gonna be about that. What's your beef with Derek Carr? He's just paid way too much to not to not do much. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's he, just. He also kind of looks like like Southern California trash. Like, just look at a picture of him, and he's got that goatee and that pencil-thin goatee and mustache thing going. Yeah. And, and it kind of... I actually had that for a long time. Did you really? Yeah. It was ugly. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, now see, I feel bad. No, it's all right. It was ugly. I need someone to say that. Just like I used <laughs> to have, like, a fro, like a huge fro. I'm talking, like, Dr. J fro. Okay, but see, I wanted to see that. That's something that I think everybody around the station would enjoy if you had a huge afro. Absolutely not. Because this is what happens. Everyone says... Can I touch that? Oh, Can I touch yeah. your hair? Yeah. Can I touch your hair? No, you can't. No, I don't want you to touch my hair with your clammy hands. Gross. Yeah. 
We totally skipped over Urban Meyer because I just got really excited about fantasy football. But coming up next, we will talk about the uh, whole Urban Meyer scandal. We'll read his apology. Um, well, we'll first go over the uh, video apology that he had. And then he also released a other statement. And uh, we'll react to that. This is an all beeves edition of Center in the Saint on 1080 The Fan. But first, here's the news. Some pretty awesome thoughts on the uh, Better You Today text line 55305. Will Smith looked into head trauma. They made a movie out of it. I Who will play Julius Thomas in this movie? I was too scared to, to watch that movie. Why? Because well, it sucks. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. Oh, for, really? really bad. It's Will Smith trying to have a South African accent for two hours. I like Will Smith, though. I do, too, but sometimes he does stuff like that. And I'm just real. like, can you shut up? Stop. Right. Why don't they just get a South, uh, South African uh, actor? Wouldn't that make more sense? Yeah, right. The uh, the, the uh, <laughs> well, well, they just hire a South African guy. <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't that make sense? I don't know if that's insensitive. I don't know. I know. It just it sounds like it's like oh, there's a ton of South African actors that could. Oh yeah, you're right. Lead a uh, big budget movie. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, somebody else text the end. Better you today. Text line. Uh, Derek Carr looks like. Uh, Sid from Toy Story. Oh my! Which is very, very true. That's the best thing I've heard. Yeah, Derek Carr looks like what Sid grew up into. If Sid also um, was somehow good at football, like everybody keeps trying to insist that Derek Carr is really good at football, and yeah. I, I don't believe it. I don't get it. I think he had one really good season because his offensive line is um, really, really good. And Amari Cooper, for some reason, uh, turned his brain on. Yeah, uh, for a little it. bit. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling you, he's overpaid. Yes, I I would agree with you on that. But that was a good point. He looks like Sid. Yeah, looks like Sid from Toy Story. I'm hoping that, you know what I get nervous about is mm-hmm. when, I don't think I have a lookalike, but uh, my old teammates, they actually put, you've seen Bugs Life, right? They pulled up a picture of what I looked like, and they just pulled up a picture of a grasshopper from Bugs Life, and they said I looked just like that. Uh, let's see here. So if you look it up, please disagree. Oh. <laughs> I see that smile happening. Yeah. You better start frowning and say that's not true. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, you do. Really? You look like the grasshopper from Bugs Life. You know, I'd say I'm a pretty confident I'm guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you do. Who oh. was, uh, now who was, uh, let's see here. I'll t- yeah, well, Kevin Spacey played him. Well, that's not very cool at all. No, it's not. And the thing is that in animated movies, they always try to make the characters look like the actor's voice because they believe it lets the uh, voice actor be more kind of invested yeah. in the role, right? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't relate you to Kevin Spacey, but I would say that there is some resemblance. You kind of look like Kevin Spacey as a grasshopper in Bugs Life. Kind of. You know... Does that make you feel better? No, I actually... Uh... I'm actually a little upset. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive now. Yeah, well, we that's have, what like, this show is. You need fans like text in and like tell me that I'm a nice guy or something at least, that I sound cool or no matter. They might as well. Well, just... you don't. Not right now because you're taking this hard. You're right. <clears throat> this is what this show's about. Okay, <clears throat> man it's about up. taking yeah. your lumps. I don't look like no damn grasshopper. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. Damn it. <laughs> Not a grasshopper. Uh, all right. Let's uh, 
Quit playing tiddlywinks. We have to actually get to this subject. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so Urban Meyer, uh, he apologized this past week. Um, he did it during a press conference, uh, and this was basically to announce the fact that Urban Meyer will be suspended for three weeks of this football season for uh, what a independent investigation found that he was dishonest. Uh, they, What is very interesting about this, right, is that they didn't uh, explicitly use the word he lied. Uh, they kept kind of dancing around it and saying uh, he was just dishonest and he was kind of, I guess, forgetful or whatever. Uh, one of the more notable sound bites that came from the press conference itself was the fact that uh, a reporter asked him, hey, what would you say right now to Courtney Smith, the wife of Zach Smith, who um, is you know the accused uh, or is the victim who is accusing her husband of uh, beating her. And he said, well, I would just say that, you know, uh, I'm sorry that we're all in this situation. That didn't sit well with anyone. No, that's if Urban Meyer was in front of me, I'd headbutt him for sure. Yeah. That's, it, that's outrageous, man. Yeah. And I think it's made even worse by the fact that, you know, there's a real thick uh, sense of, um, you would say, Kind of hypocrisy, right? Yeah. Because on this wall, uh, on the wall of the Ohio State team locker room, one of the statements that's in huge capital letters is respect women. Yeah. Uh, along with other things, don't do drugs, don't steal, don't use a weapon, whatever. Um, you have respect women. But he's shown time and time again, not only in this situation, but his time at Florida, that he really doesn't respect women. And I don't think he does these kind of things to outwardly offend women or go after women or attack women in any sense. I think he does these things because he just doesn't care. Yeah. I just don't think he really cares. Well, and the fact that he only gets suspended for three games. Like, you got people, you got players at North Carolina who get suspended all season for selling shoes. Yeah. But you have, uh, you know, obviously all jokes aside, like Urban Mott, like, that's, that's a serious problem. That if you win and you're a great coach that you could sweep stuff like that under the, under the rug, which is outrageous because, obviously, you'd rather take humanity over wins and losses. You know, at the end of the day, it's like this is a super serious situation, and you could tell he didn't take it that serious until it was put in the spotlight, and he had to, obviously, put on some front like he was actually sorry. Yeah, right. Which he, you know, he didn't care up until that point. Well, and the other interesting part is that the statement itself – um, or I'm sorry, the uh, report from the investigation itself wasn't released until 20 minutes after this press conference. And the reason they say they did that was because they said, well, look, we didn't want to release this uh, really, really close up until Urban Meyer's press conference because we didn't want the uh, media to have to kind of scramble to ask questions, right? The report's 20 pages. I I'm not saying you have to be a genius, yeah. Um to read I, i'm not equating high level of intelligence to be able to scan 20 pages but i am saying that if i was a reporter 20 pages wouldn't be too hard for me to just scan very quickly over points and then pick stuff out yeah i, I don't have to read the whole thing i start scanning and then i find where there's details and just pick at it and you know that during the press conference if that was the fact if the media actually got their hands on the report people would scan ask questions and while the responses were being kind of delved out you look I'm for more oh yeah. yes i'm sure you're just reading more just saying like okay well what's that um this is see this is the kind of stuff that like at a point like this no matter who it is if you're a coach like urban meyer like the ncaa should be like listen man like you're done we can't have that because now 
obviously, if another situation pops up like this, sets a precedent. Yeah, they're okay. Well, look, Urban Meyer only only was suspended for three games. Like, no, you gotta you gotta cut. Like, I I don't care if it's bad for college football, as some people were saying. Like, you fire that guy because you take that super serious, and that's the only way it's gonna change. And like the whole culture of not respecting women, even though they put on a front like they do, like stuff like that. You fire someone like that just so it it really shows that they're taking it serious because nobody's going to take this serious now, especially, like, how do you think that wife feels? He's like, well, I'm sorry we're all in this situation. Courtney Smith, yeah. Yeah, you're like, what? Like, yeah. no, I'm the one who's upset because I'm the one who was in that situation. You didn't do anything. That's the problem. Well, and so Meyer came out uh, on Twitter just um, yesterday, in fact, and uh, wrote out a statement through a picture and um, – you know, it's rather long, but in effect, the most important part that kind of everybody was looking for uh, was what he neglected to do during the press conference itself or any of the administrative officials for the University of Ohio State neglected to do. That was uh, actually name Courtney Smith, use her name. And so in this statement that he posted on Twitter yesterday, he says, quote, let me say here and now what I should have said on Wednesday. I sincerely apologize to Courtney Smith and her children for what they have gone through. Um, so it, it, it just tells you more about who Urban Meyer is as a person, yeah. that he doesn't really want to face the music in real time, which is doing that on camera in a room full of people. And I would like to also think probably his personal PR manager wrote that statement for him, mm -hmm. gave it to him, goes, is this all right? Sure, put it up. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just going to be spending the next three weeks watching film. That's it. Which is... Uh, makes me mad, man. Better you today. Text line five, five, three, zero five P one Dustin chiming in hypocrisy with a college football coach and institution. I don't know. Will that doesn't seem to add up. Uh, <laughs> I love the sarcasm and I appreciate it. It That's, happens all the time. Man. Dustin, you get the show. Uh, and you have to also, uh, question, you know, question the hypothetical here. Well, there's two things. One, what if Nick Saban did this? I don't think he would get suspended at all. No, they'd probably take away a scholarship if that. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. They would, or they would say, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. Scully, yeah. I, I don't know. You're suspended for a day. Force don't him go, to coach from the box. Yeah. For some, a game, maybe. Something stupid like that. Uh, the other thing is um, you have to think that Jim Tressel is super pissed off right now yeah. at the fact that he was fired for trying to cover up. Um, you know, the trading of tattoos for memorabilia by his players. And the he was way, fired. I just don't understand. This is, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what, like, they take stuff like, like selling shoes or stuff like that so much more serious than, like, obviously stuff, something like this. And it's, that's a huge problem. Why did, I just don't understand. Like, who's calling the shots that makes it, that makes those decisions? Well, unfortunately, one involves money and the other yeah. one involves people who we don't care about. Right, exactly. Says, but, college football yeah but if they i like i think if they would have fired uh urban meyer like that would be a huge step in the right direction as much as they would lose money but who cares like this is someone's life yeah right and it's just like okay well he's won 10 games like he makes it or almost makes it to the playoffs whenever blah 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 but it's like like dude really like and I this think is someone else's life and it's like they really put the wins on a pedestal compared to everything else, which makes no sense. Well, and I think the national title really is what drives yeah. it over the edge is the fact that if urban Meyer actually didn't have a national title. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a really great example. And maybe it's not too exact, but um, 
if this same thing happened to Jim Harbaugh, I think you'd be looking at something different. Yeah. You may be looking at six games suspended, maybe even one whole season. Yeah. But the fact that Urban Meyer was able to take Ohio State to a national title and has taken them to relevant bowl games in the playoffs almost every year, he gets away with it. It's just like it almost seems like someone like him or uh, Nick Saban are like untouchable to the law, something yeah. like that. You know, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. Uh. We'll get more into that a little bit later in the show, maybe in the second hour. But coming up next, we have Good versus Evil. And then in the second hour, we got one of our P1s, Ryan, coming in to uh, basically chime in and uh, take us into next week when we actually start paying attention to this show in football. Uh, that's all coming up next. This is an all-Beavers edition of Sinner and the Saints on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Like I told, told Coach, whatever you ask of me, I'm going to do. You know, but the things that you know I've been doing for the past two years, of course, being in New Orleans last year and finishing off in Arizona, it's just being um, a great teammate. You know, um, have a lot of knowledge. That was child care professional and newly appointed Washington Redskin Adrian Peterson. This past Monday, the former league MVP signed a one-year deal with the Skins for the veterans' minimum, a little over a million dollars. The signing comes after three key injuries to Washington's running back core, including rookie Darius Geis tearing his ACL. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan suffering a leg injury with Brian Mar- Byron Marshall experiencing the same. This is Peterson's fourth team at the age of 33. Do you think he can still be effective? I don't know, man. I want him to be because I really like Adrian Peterson, especially after coming back from, you know, the two ACLs. But what about after he uh, whipped, whipped a kid's groin? Okay. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> You're right. Maybe you should. You don't have to change your opinion just because <laughs> well, no, I mentioned I the fact even, he, even, yeah, he hit a terrible. child. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know, man. Don't don't put me on I'm blast sorry. like that. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, continue your thought. Pretend like I didn't say that. Well, now I forgot. He came back from two ACLs. Uh, he's a great player, and uh, yeah, we'll move on. I have to kind of <laughs> swallow my soul on this because I did draft him in fantasy, so I kind of hope he does well. Yeah. But I still don't forget the fact that he – assaulted a child i don't know i think one of the more interesting thing is is how are you going to remember adrian peterson when he's yeah. done because he's entering that twilight of his career where maybe he has a year or two left and you think back to like what is going to be the main thing you remember him for i don't know like well it's probably going to be that you think so yeah I, unfortunately i mean i know it depends on who you ask but yeah i don't know that is like everyone's dream is not to play in the preseason. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's always going to be different between playing in the preseason and playing in the regular season. But, um, I mean, I'm kind of happy not to be playing in it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely good for some guys as well, too. That was first-rate badass and reigning NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Todd Gurley. He was commenting on what is very likely the American dream, sitting out preseason games in the NFL. Los Angeles's coach Sean McVay announced Thursday that Gurley would not see any snaps during the first four weeks of football, a.k.a. preseason. Here's the reasoning. He's easily your best player. He just signed a $600 million contract. Not that much. 
but analysts had to get distraught about all this and say that Gurley's comments were entitled. Do you think Gurley is acting entitled with these kind of comments? No, man. He just wants to stay healthy. The season's coming up. They could be good. He's your best player. Just sit him. There's no point. He doesn't have anything to prove. You know, just let him sit out and kick his feet up and be ready for the season. Yeah, and you kind of, like, it's one of those things where, like, he deserves this, right? Yeah. Like, he pretty much carried, well, I don't want to say he carried the offense. Well, no, he did. He carried their offense yeah, last I was year. Say, hell yeah, yeah, he did. He carried their offense. So it's like, yeah, dude, he deserves to be able to sit out preseason games and not have to play any of them. Plus, come on, it's the nature of the beast. He's a running back. He's going to get hit. And the more hits he takes, the more his career kind exactly. of, you know. Yeah. Starts to take it in itself. So, I don't know. Wouldn't it have been awesome if we got to sit out? Like, Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you got weren't, me drooling. Dude, weren't there some, like, fall camps where you were just like, man, if I could just sit out this day? Oh, absolutely. And it seemed like every fall camp, almost everybody got hurt. And so I always had to be the one to take the majority of the bulk and the majority of the hits. And yeah. that's why I have two torn ACLs. Oh, no, but Marcus, that's your opportunity. Right. <laughs> Don't get me started, Will. <laughs> this isn't because players have somehow run rampant with disrespecting the game with outfits and have gotten all out of pocket. This is strictly a rule directed at Serena Williams. Yes. And how can you treat the best player in your game this way? That's utterly despicable. That was smart, angry woman Jameel Hill talking about a wardrobe malfunction that we apparently missed this past tennis season. The French Tennis Federation came out this past week and introduced a dress code to regulate players' uniforms during the French Open, one of the four majors in tennis, uh, because, quote, I think that sometimes we go too far. Now, many people point to an interview with the Federation's president who said Serena Williams' catsuit at the French Open this past year influenced his decision. Do you think that this is... Uh, is it... Is it chauvinistic? Did did the president get too much of tight pants looking at Serena and said, I just got to shut this down? I don't know, man. That's probably the stupidest thing I ever heard. Are you kidding me? Like, what does it really, does it really bother people? Like, really? Apparently. That's so dumb. Well, and the fact is that she was actually wearing the suit because of blood clots that she had suffered from pregnancy. Um, so it was a medical, it, it was... It was medically cleared. Now, she looked friggin' awesome wearing it, yeah. by the way. Which yeah, was really, really very cool. very gorgeous. Yeah. And she looked bootylicious, by the way. <laughs> Didn't she? Oh, well, yeah, but come on. Like, Wait, you don't want to admit that? She looked good. She did look good. That's what I'm saying, but I just don't understand. Like, Serena Williams is hot. Yeah. I just don't know why you won't say it. She is hot, man. Come on. I said gorgeous, but... Is a nice butt. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes to us from Germany. Now, you know what they say. All the weirdest stories come from either Germany or Florida. You ever <laughs> heard that? I've never heard that. Yeah, I made it up. Here's the headline. Man being pursued by a baby squirrel calls police for help. <laughs> the squirrel, originally named Carl Frederick, apparently a squirrel's been named, uh, has been found to be female and renamed Pipilapio. Uh, so that the squirrel's name is Pipilapio, who uh, chased this man. Uh, a man in Germany may not have been in danger when he called the cops on a baby squirrel chasing him, but it all worked out for the best uh, for the furry suspect. <laughs> 
Emergency services in uh, the city of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, got a call Thursday from a man uh, panicked that a tiny animal wouldn't stop following him around. Uh, police arrived at the scene when the squirrel ultimately ended the pursuit by lying down and going to sleep. <laughs> so basically, this guy rope-a-doped a baby squirrel. He just ran it out. I'm just, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> what was it? Squirrels are scary, dude. I just don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I gotta stop. Okay. But he really called the cops because a squirrel was chasing him? Yeah, he was getting tailed <laughs> by a squirrel. And, uh, you know, he started getting freaked out and said, screw this. I'm calling the police. You know, I have rights, too. Yeah, what would you do in that situation? What would you do in that situation? If a squirrel was following me? Yeah. Well, if it was a baby squirrel, I'd probably stop and I'd try to get it to come over. Yeah. Would you feed it? Yeah, of course I'd feed it. Well, I mean, I keep bread that? in my knapsack the whole time. In your knapsack? That's what I do. I get on the ground and I go. One of those people. Come here, Pipalapio. <laughs> Pipalapio? Yeah. Dude, that's my favorite part about this whole thing. The the squirrel has a name. So it's it's like a notorious squirrel. Well, apparently. Okay. What I, okay, I shouldn't have said notorious, but I think notorious, I think like Biggie. So Well, it I'm is notorious in like... a certain sense. It's it's you know, it's following people. <laughs> For all why we know, would, it's a stalker. Well, yeah, why would you call the cops though? Uh, well, he was scared for his life, apparently. Can't you just, like, shoo it off? Um, well, no. Because apparently this guy's really, really weak. I don't know. Look, we don't know the full capabilities <laughs> of Pipalapio here. <laughs> I'm just a little disappointed in humanity after that. Uh, yeah. Well. Like, come on, man. A squirrel? Yeah. Out of anything, a squirrel? Uh. Um, but I guess, I don't know, man, like. If it was dark outside, like a squirrel was following you. Yeah, maybe you would then yeah, consider it. I would just drop my wallet and say, here, take everything, and then run off. Well, and be careful. Squirrel will probably spend it on hookers. <laughs> what, do, what, do, what do squirrels eat? Acorns, right? Isn't that a big thing? They eat nuts. Yeah, you're right. I'd, I'd run, too. Yeah. All right, well, Good versus Evil is brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants. Visit their two locations on 2454 East Burnside and 52nd and Wood Southeast 52nd Woodstock. Uh, coming up next, Hour 2, Mr. P1 Ryan's going to come into the studio, and we're just going to beaver out. Uh, Ryan actually went to Oregon State University, and we were classmates. We uh, took the same uh, communication class together, and um, it really uh, took us to some pretty great places in our lives. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I'm excited. Do you, do you think he's a nice guy? I don't know. I hope so. Let's find out. I'm a little sensitive. Sitting in the Saint, all beef edition here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.